Welcome to Blessed to Be a Blessing. This is session four. In the last session, we were talking about how much the love of God compels us to really live for one another and to not just live for ourselves. And then we talked about the fact that in Christ we're a new creation. That whole passage is phenomenal. I encourage you to to not just read it or listen to it one time, but go back and look at it. The last verse, verse 21, says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now I want to spend a little time in this session talking about we are so blessed because of what Jesus did for us. And I want to sort of take this time and talk about what he did for us. I don't think sometimes we understand. You know, the woman that came to and was washing his feet with her tears and with her hair drying his feet, and the, the guy said, if, if this man were a prophet, he would know what manner of woman that she is. And Jesus, knowing the man's thoughts, said, yeah, let me ask you, when one's forgiven a lot or one's forgiven a little bit, which one is the most thankful? He said, well, the one forgiven the, the most. He said, this woman has been forgiven all of her sin. And I think sometimes because of not understanding really forgiveness and how we've been completely forgiven, we have a shallow love. Because when you really understand the depth of the, of the depravity that we've been in and understand the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that compels us really to love one another. So this is out of Hebrews and I want to read a couple of passages here that, that just are very clear with what Jesus did. He took our sin. And again, I don't think we understand that sin separates us from God. It is sin that we were born in. That's why we need to be born again, because the sin keeps us from God. This is Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. I'm sorry, verse 11. But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come, the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Now, let me just make a point there. The writer of Hebrews is writing to the Jewish people they understood the tabernacle, they understood the, the temple, and they understood the duties of the priest. The priest would go in every time, once a year, and make atonement for the sins of the nation of Israel. And so he would take the blood of an innocent animal and would go in and would sprinkle the blood over the mercy seat over the Ark of the Covenant. And the, the way custom and tradition had it is that there was accepted then the priest would leave and come back out, and that blood covered the sins for that year. So that was such a big deal. They understood the whole issue of this. So what he's saying is, is that the writer of Hebrews is saying that, listen, Christ came as the high priest, but he didn't go into the earthly tabernacle. He went to the one in heaven. For if the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies the purifying of the flesh, how much more does the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. For this reason, he is the mediator of a new covenant 
by means of death for the redemption of the transgression under the first covenant, and those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Again, words that we don't typically use. Our conversation is not like that, but basically Jesus paid in full for us to be free. Talk about being blessed. I mean, really blessed. When you really understand the depth of being a sinner and the separation from God that he initiated restoring us to himself. He did it all. Verse 24 of chapter 9 says, For Christ has entered the holy place. He did not enter the holy place made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. He did it for us. Uh, We were separated from God by sin. There's no possible way we could get there. We could not do enough works. It's it's not by works are you saved, but by grace. And he said that he, he entered the holy place for us. Not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood of another. He then would have to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once, At the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Wow, we're so blessed. We're so blessed to understand that he became sin with our sinfulness so we could be made the righteousness of God. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Chapter 10, verse 11, So that every high priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. Now, remember, the priest would go in and sprinkle the mercy seat with blood, and it was an atonement. It means it atoned for sin. It covered sin, but it didn't do away with sin. And so what, what this is what the writer of Hebrews is saying is that those sacrifices, all those animal sacrifices, could not take away sin. But this man capitalized because it's Jesus. After he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, he sat down at the right hand of God. Uh, Again, the power of the imagery here is that Jesus himself went in and it was that sacrifice. And then the father says, sit down. From that time, waiting till his enemies were made his footstool for by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified forever. Blessed. You realize how blessed we are? Do you realize that, that I'm not having to bear my sin? I don't, I, I mean, he carried it. He took it. He paid for it. He made me righteous. I mean, everything was done for me. Everything was done for you. We are so blessed. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. One offering, Jesus on the cross, one offering forever paid. But the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us, for after he had said, this is the covenant that I will make with them after these days, says the Lord, I will put my law into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now, wow. Remember it says in Psalms, he removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. Do you realize that God is not forgetful? He doesn't forget. He chooses not to remember. 
There's some of you that are watching this that right now you need to believe in your own life. There's some of your actions and attitudes and some of the things that have happened to you that he chooses not to remember. There, you need to not remember them also. You need to realize that you're a new creation. As we read in the last session in 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, you're a new creation. You're not the old patched up band-aids and bandages and hoping that you're going to make it through and let me through. No, you're a brand new creation. You're not that old person. And you need to realize that if you're carrying a residue of sin, a residue of condemnation, a residue of, oh, I wish I hadn't have done that, or I wish that hadn't been done to me, it's over, it's past. You've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not because you did something, it's because Jesus did something. And so he chooses, he said, their sins and lawless deeds, I will remember no more. You need to, that needs to be plastered on all of us. We need to continually be reminded of the fact that, no, he does not. He has completely forgiven us. Our sins have been washed as white as snow, and we've been completely exonerated, completely. We're not Carrying, I'm hoping that God, I hope God will forgive me. I'm hoping that, you know, He doesn't bring that back up. No, He chooses not to remember our lawless deeds or our sin. Now, that's what verse 18 says. Now, where there is remission of these, there's no longer an offering for sin. See, the sin that He, he has dealt with it. When Jesus went to the cross, He dealt with our sin. And therefore, we have no we should have no residue of sin either. All of this work Jesus did for us. We are so blessed. So it's important for us to really understand the power of the blood, understand what Jesus did for us. Because if you don't understand the absolute complete forgiveness and cleansing that Jesus did for us, then we still live with a residue and we still look we still live looking over our shoulder. You won't live blessed life if you're looking backwards and worrying about, I don't know, I wish I hadn't have done that, wish I hadn't done this. No, you're blessed to move into your new creation, into your new life. And from that position of being blessed, now we can be a blessing. Why? Because I'm not carrying a bunch of junk. I'm not, I'm not dragging a bunch of old skeletons and a bunch of old things. I'm not worried about what happened, what I should have done, or what I didn't do, or what I did do. I am more focused on the reality of a new creation. I am a new creation. I've been completely forgiven. And now, because I'm freed of all that junk in the past, I'm able to be I am blessed, and I'm able to be a blessing to people around me because I'm not saying, oh, my gosh, if they only knew, you know, if they only knew, you know, if they knew what I, you know, what I've done and knew what's been done to me. No, no, no. That's erased. God is trying to erase that from us so that we understand that really we are blessed to be a blessing. Now, I want to go to a couple of other passages, Romans, uh, and again, we could spend uh, many sessions on this of what Jesus has done for us. This is Romans chapter 3. And just a couple of passages here I want to read, beginning in verse 26. It says, being justified freely by his grace. Wow. Completely. Justified. 
If what does that mean? It means just as if it had never happened. Just as if I'd never sinned. Just as if it had never been, I'd, they hadn't sinned against me. Just as if nothing had happened. Freely by his grace. It's by his grace. It's by his choosing. It's by his, he just has chosen to forgive us completely through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Again, understanding redemption, there is a penalty for sin, and the wages of sin are death. Actually, it says that just a few verses above this. The wages of sin are death. So therefore, all of us have a certificate of death assigned to us, because we were actually born in sin, besides our own action. And what the redemption means is that the price was paid in full for that price. Jesus took those, nailed them to the cross, and he completely forgave us. Wow. Blessed. We are so blessed. So being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood. Okay, let me just stop there. We don't use the word propitiation very much. Uh, Actually, I don't use it at all. But what it means is that the wrath of God that was against sin was placed against on Jesus. So he is not angry with you. He's not angry with me. And you can, but wait a minute. You know, I still sin. I still do things. I understand. I'm not talking about being perfect, but I'm talking about the the price was paid for our redemption. Jesus paid it. He paid in full. The certificates have been nailed to the cross. The certificates of death. So we've been freed. And so he has set forth Jesus has taken the wrath of God against sin. He took it on himself. So God is not angry with us. The reality is, is that because we're in Christ, our relationship to Father is through Jesus. I I don't have any grounds to come to the Father except through Christ, because I'm in Christ. And so we have boldness to come to to the throne of grace to receive grace and mercy in time of need. Why? Because of Jesus. Because Jesus is our high priest who is there at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. So God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness. See, Christ is righteous because in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of one who has faith in Jesus. All these terms, they're all good terms. We've been redeemed. We've been forgiven. We've been justified. We've been made righteous. We've been made one with Father. Isn't that amazing? So the whole point of of spending a little time here in this session on the blood of Jesus is that the power of the blood, it says we have peace with God through the blood of the cross. I, again, I share this because I think all of us don't fully grasp the reality of how important the blood shed was for us. The blood, the blood of Jesus, completely forgiven, completely redeemed, completely sanctified, completely justified and made righteous. I'm not righteous because of what I do. I'm righteous because of what Jesus did. So I share this from the standpoint that we're talking about we're blessed to be a blessing. 
If you don't fully grasp the reality of how much you've been forgiven and the love that should compel us, it's hard for us to be a blessing because we're still thinking, well, I need to do something or I need to. I, if, if you've got that residue of performance that I don't measure up, I need to do more, then you're going to constantly be focused on yourself. You're going to be constantly focused on what I don't have, what I should have done, what I could have done, what I might have done, instead of recognizing the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus, that he made me righteous. I'm not righteous because of my works. I'm righteous because of Jesus's work on the cross. The blood, he has chosen not to remember my sin any longer. Wow. And we are blessed, blessed, blessed. And from that position of blessing, now God wants us to to recognize that we can be a blessing. But if you don't fully understand the fullness of what Jesus did for us, hard for us to really recognize how blessed we are, and therefore we won't be a blessing. So I want to pray for us. I want to pray that God will give us revelation, revelation of really understanding what he did for us, because it is so, so powerful. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for life. I thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for the gift of life. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the sacrifice that you went to the cross and died. You died for me. You died as me. You took my sin. You took everything on the cross. And we are so grateful and thankful that you have chosen to not remember our sin or our lawless deeds anymore. We thank you that we have been redeemed. The price of redemption has been paid, and we have forgiveness of sin. We thank you, Lord, that we have been justified because of your putting the wrath of, really, your anger on sin, on Jesus, and that you're not angry with us. We thank you, Lord, that we've been made righteous, that, Lord, it's not our works, but you became sin with our sinfulness so we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Lord, help us. Help all of us to understand the power of your grace and your forgiveness and the blood. Help us to understand that we are blessed. We're blessed to be a blessing. We are so, so blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for forgiving us, Father. Thank you for redeeming our life. Thank you for calling us sons and daughters. Thank you for allowing us to represent you on earth. And we pray, Lord, help us to really understand how blessed we are so that we can be a blessing. Father, we love you. We bless you. And we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.